Hello, my name is Susanne. Welcome to the 17th episode of Handmade from the life of a knitting, singing, writing spinner. Today uh, you'll be listening to the seventh ever English episode of the podcast. For those who don't know, um, every episode that ends in a zero is an English episode where I talk about everything that I talked about in the episodes before. Uh, though I have to say it's not quite everything, uh, so you won't get a nine hour long episode if this episode turns out to be too long to be just one i'll split it in two and um well you'll see so it has been a year almost exactly a year since uh i did the last uh english episode and that means i only managed to record nine or ten episodes last year which I'm a little sad about I would have liked to uh, record more. And then this was the point where my computer had an error message displayed and the recording stopped. So, yeah, I would have liked to record more episodes, but I haven't. So um, we'll have to live with that. Um, of course, everything will be better and bigger and brighter this year. I'm not usually one for making New Year's resolutions, but then um, uh, the resolutions that I didn't make were uh, become more productive and um, actually um, get my butt in chair and uh, work on the things that I want to accomplish more, which means giving up something else, of course. And in this case, I think I will spend a little less time on social media and on revelry, though I really enjoy um, social media and especially revelry and blogs. I think that maybe uh, I won't feel completely deprived if I scale back from like three hours a day on the net to um, like one hour a day on the web. And uh, then I, I already started in November um, buckling down a bit um, with my writing. But I'll tell you all about that later. And so that this episode won't get 10 hours long, I just uh, jump in and start with what, what I have knitted. So first thing I did was rip the uh, Okra Coke cardigan. Um, that thing didn't really work. Um, it took ages to knit. I realized that it wouldn't fit me anyway and um, I wasn't really happy about the construction. It was all in pieces and I tried to um, knit it in one piece and it was really complicated and so this wasn't working so I ripped it, I ripped it all back and instead made uh, the Austin hoodie from this yarn. The yarn was um, Wollmeise I don't know, something sock weight. And um, uh, this, I don't know, I think this is ill-fated yarn because I was so happy when I uh, chose it. Um, and uh, then I tried knitting this turtleneck out of it and I knitted that turtleneck three times, I think. 
And then I found that I wasn't wearing turtlenecks anymore and the um, sleeves were too wide and so I ripped it back and then I decided to uh, turn it into the Okra Coke cardigan and then that didn't work and then I made the Austin hoodie. Um, um, I'm sorry, I don't have any designer names. Um, I'm, uh, I have a list of things that I worked on and there are links um, in the show notes uh, which you can find at creativemother.de um, but I... Uh, I'm totally blanking on designer names mostly, sorry. So the Austin hoodie, I knitted it. Um, I like it very much, but it's a little too small and I still haven't put the zipper in. I wore it once, I think, yeah, without the zipper. And then I put it back into the pile of things that still need zippers and buttons or something. Yeah, it's awful. Um, and I'm not quite sure if I should block it. Um, I just I just washed it and let it uh, dry flat. So I might be able to make it big enough through blocking. I probably, yeah, could. Um, I should uh, pull it out and do something. The zipper is still lying on top of the fridge. Uh, it has been lying on top of the fridge for a year now. Fun. Well, almost a year. Then I have uh, I made a pie shawl, and this one is I, I did a uh, I used a, used a pattern uh, that's by see I I don't remember anything um, yeah you have to look it up I'm sorry it's it's real nice um, and I had this uh, hand spun yarn that I made from uh, silk and bamboo and uh, blue-faced leather. well mostly blue-faced leather and a bit of bamboo and uh, silk and um, I got 200 grams of uh, that fiber at a fiber festival in 2015 and uh, then uh, as I spun it I uh, started knitting and halfway through the shawl I ran out of yarn and then I couldn't uh, order more and so I'm trying to um, mm, well, card something from a red and black blue-faced leather and uh, some red silk that I still had um, that m almost matches uh, the the colors in the yarn that I had bought and well this is uh, actually spinning content but um, I'm I managed to um, make a yarn that's um, similar enough that I can use the two yarns in one shawl, I think, but I still have to finish spinning the yarn. So this shawl, while it's lovely, um, is had, has been sitting in a project bag for month and month. But then I knitted socks. Um, I did the deflect socks, that's a knitty pattern. And I did those out of hand-spun merino silk. Um, that was, I think, the second ever cabled yarn that I made. And um, when I when I spun the yarn, I had this feeling that the the yarn is so bumpy and weird, and I didn't like how it felt when I knitted it. But I love the socks, and they're holding up really well. And uh, they look really nice. And so I'm thinking I should uh, use more cabled yarn for socks because they're awesome. Um, then I made another 
red uh, thing out of um, the same merino silk and a bit of a different colorway. Um, I call it Rosenmütze, like a rose hat. Um, that's a an Isolda cheek pattern that I can't remember the name of. Um, and uh, the yarn that I used was um, the first ever cabled yarn that I made. And um, that yarn turned out to be um, too heavy for socks. Um, well, I could have knitted heavier socks out of the yarn, but I wouldn't have had enough. I think I tried um, knitting socks out of that yarn, but when I had finished the first sock, I found that there wasn't enough yarn left to do a second one. Um, so uh, I uh, frogged it and uh, made this um, hat. And so now I can wear my matching socks and hat, which is really nice. And then uh, there was um, the first uh, of the sweaters that I redid. Um, I managed to lose quite a bit of weight um, in 2015 and... Uh, also some more in 2016 and so most of my sweaters don't fit me anymore and um, they most of them look a bit ridiculous on me so um, since um, you might remember the uh, orange yarn that I uh, spun on the spindle for sweater and then I made two I made the uh, blank canvas a sweater and a braid hills. Um, blank canvas is a pattern by Zola Teague again, and um, the braid hills is a Kate Davis pattern. And I made those two, and I like them very much, but um, as I said, they were uh, becoming too big. And so I ripped the blank canvas uh, out and um, made a scalf um sweater out of the yarn and I managed to finish that in time to wear it on for my mother-in-law's birthday party on uh, January the 4th and uh, I really like the sweater but I don't wear it much because I just don't wear sweaters I always wear cardigans because they're so versatile I can open them or close them and uh, regulate the temperature and um, with a sweater you just um, you there are two options it's like on and off um, and so I don't know I should uh, pull it out again and see I'd, I really love the, the neckline of the scalf um, sweater but um, I I don't really have any t-shirts to wear underneath so um, I should yeah I should do something like sew myself a, a t-shirt that fits underneath and then since I was still uh, lacking um, sweaters that fit I just knitted myself a quick um, big leaves small leaves cardigan um, uh, I called it autumn leaves because um, this is again hand spun um, that was a yarn that I made yeah, that the the oh, out of leftover fiber from the first attempt at uh, uh, spinning for the wise hot sweater. So I bought this Corridale uh, from uh, Volinchen uh, in a colorway that's called Indian Summer, and the colorway is really beautiful. And I spun that on the spindle um, for three ply. Uh, but uh, I had 
a really hard time uh, spinning the fiber. I don't remember exactly why. So um, after, I don't know, spinning about half of it, I just gave up. And then I took the rest of the fiber and just put it through the wheel and made a pretty bulky two-ply yarn. And then it sat there because there's not much that you can do with 600 meters of bulky yarn. But since I've lost weight and I don't need uh, big sweaters anymore, um, I mean, uh, I can now make them in, an, in a size M or S and it used to be uh, XL something. And so you don't need as much yarn. So I... Um, looked through the Ravelry pattern library and found this pattern that only needed like um, 600 meters of bulky yarn and knitted the sweater and managed to actually weave in the ends and sew on buttons. And this has been one of my favorite sweaters all years, uh, all year. Um, so much so that I actually made a second uh, one of these, but I'm going chronologically, so... Um, Next thing on my list is a hat. Um, I don't remember where I found it. Um, the hat uh, pattern is by an Austrian designer. And it's called Spoke. Um, and it's actually designed to be worn under a bike helmet. And um, I... Um, I've always had trouble when biking in winter. Well, I don't usually bike when it's slippery or icy or when there's snow on the ground. But when it's just cold, I sometimes um, ride my bike anyway. And I always wear the helmet because I'm thinking that if one time I didn't wore it and then something would happen and my brain would get smooshed I would be really really sorry so I always wear the helmet but it's pretty hard to um, get your head warm with a helmet and so I decided to knit this hat I used some uh, Cascade 220 that I had still uh, lying around and it went pretty quickly and I've been wearing it lots um, I have to say it's it's really warm and nice and I'm also wearing it without the helmet. But um, the brim is folded and it's a pretty heavy yarn, which makes it really um, warm, which is good. But um, I almost can't wear my bike helmet over it because it's so heavy. Um, but yeah, I get around. It's, it's still... Nice, warm, cozy years when uh, biking in winter. Totally worth it. Then I saw the octopus mittens. And I really, really, really wanted to make some. And um, then my son uh, got interested in steampunk. And so I decided to make octopus mittens for him. But my son doesn't like wool. He finds it really, really scratchy. And no, Elizabeth Zimmerman was not right. If you, um, She says that if you dress babies in wool, they will get used to it. Yeah, no. He, um, he was dressed in wool from like day 10 of his life. And he still complains every time. So um, I had to use this acrylic yarn. 
they still look nice, but I really, really don't like uh, knitting with acrylic. And those mittens um, took a long time to knit because uh, color work, yeah. I still want to do um, more color work mittens and such, but um, yeah, that's the only color work thing I did all year, I think, yeah. Then I made plain vanilla socks for my husband and I've noted two pairs, but I'm thinking that maybe I made more. I definitely made more socks for him, but maybe not plain vanilla. I um, got a lot of yarn from... Oh, how do I explain this? My husband has a friend whose wife has died and her mother died like a year before her and the mother had um was a knitter and so i ended up um inheriting like bags and bags of yarn and needles and everything and i have to say that i did throw away quite a few things because um she had a lot of these old um cheap needles and um well, first of all, I still have those old cheap needles. And then I have like every needle size again in wood and in not so cheap, nicer and expensive, more expensive needles. So um, I didn't see, uh, no, I, I didn't uh, keep all of that. And But there was quite a bit of pretty nice yarn in there. Um Though this wasn't it, um, she I had um, two balls of, don't remember, I think it was Regia sock yarn, the six ply, and those were in colors that were the ugliest I've ever seen. I still made my husband socks from them, and he wears them constantly. Um, though we are both not very fond of the colors and uh, I've decided to not do this again. I mean, it's it's really weird knitting with yarn that you find really ugly. Then I made another cardigan because I, um, I was starting to wear more dresses um, because I had sewn more dresses, but I will talk about those later. Um, I needed a nice, small, short uh, cardigan to wear over dresses and skirts. And I made the, um, what's it called, Mary Mead cardigan by Andy Sutherland. See, sometimes I do remember stuff. And I called it Miss Marple uh, cardigan because it's uh, called a Mary Mead after the, um, the village that Miss Marple is living in. It's St. Mary Mead. And um, yeah, I knitted that. That went really, really fast. But of course, it's um, it's short, um, it's small, um, and uh, I really love it. And I've worn it uh, constantly throughout the um, spring and summer. It's great. Then I made dove socks. Those are uh, that's a pattern by Cap Bori from the New Pathways for Sock Knitters book. And I made those from Handspun. That's um, Handspun, Blue-Faced Leicester, and I had the fiber from Dornröschen Wolle. Oh, by the way, and if you want to find the links to um, 
things like um, the dyers or anything, you can uh, look into the show notes for no looking into the show notes for for episodes. That's not a good idea. I should put the links in uh, the show notes for this episode. It will make the show notes a bit unwieldy, but yeah, then you'll be able to find them easier. So I made the dove socks. Um, I wear them all the time. And I think I knitted those when I was going to Frankfurt to uh, meet a friend. Uh, that was fun. Then I made more socks from handspun yarn. I made the red ocean toes, which are again from cat body from the new pathways for sock knitters. And the yarn was um, handspun. Uh, the fiber, I think it was um, dyed by Nicole Mendes, and I had won it in. Uh, I don't know, competition or something to the fleece thing a couple of years ago. It was um, Superwash Merino. And uh, I was really surprised because um, when I saw the fiber, I thought, um, so I chose it because it was really bright oranges and uh, purples and reds. And I thought that when um, I spun it, I was expecting the colors to uh, wash out and be much paler in the finished yarn. But no, it's really, really vibrant and uh, I really like it. And um, those were... This was yarn that I spun on the Victoria. Uh, I have a Louis Victoria now. And um, the first few months I put everything on that wheel like... I s uh, uh, I took every um, braid of fiber that I have that I wasn't sure about and just spun it any which way. And um, so uh, I made this time I made the uh, three ball yarn and I used the um, I don't know what's it called. It's a flyer, especially for lace yarn and very fine spinning, and uh, turned out uh, really, really fine and nice. Um, then oh but i didn't spun yeah i didn't spin it this year i spun it the year before because i got the louis victoria in 2015 yeah that was it i knew something was wrong so i've um i've knitted a lot with handspun and um there was quite a bit of handspun that had been lying around for some time um uh, next thing, I made socks again. Um, this time I made stripy socks, um, again from Handspun, and that is uh, Handspun Shetland. I don't quite know why I bought this Shetland, but I had um, 100 grams of really dark brown and 100 grams of uh, just um, regular brown and I spun that on my flex wheel on the antique wheel that I have that um, I don't really like and uh, almost never use so if anybody wants to have a German flex wheel for free um, just um, tell me and you can get mine um, and I uh, used a pattern I wanted to use the pattern Gum gums? I oh, know. There are m 
um, there are several um, sock patterns on Ravelry for doing stripy socks um, that don't have this jog. And uh, this, um, it's, it's really clever. You, you start the rounds in a different um, place and so you get spirals. And I did an afterthought heel and I just, I didn't even do a ribbing at the top. It's just stripes all around. Um, I really like them. They turn out a bit too um, tight, but I can still wear them. And they are really, really scratchy. So, and, and they're pretty heavy. Um, uh, which is, yeah, and that's uh, the reason why I used um, the two colors because, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have had enough yarn if I just had used one. Um, um, I still wear them. I mostly wear them as bad socks because they're so heavy that I have a hard time fitting them in shoes, but still. So then there's another sweater that I um, frogged and re-knit. And this time I've, I re-knit the same pattern. I did a second braid hills cardigan because I like the first one so much. Um, Kate Davies updated the pattern. So the second one is a bit different. Um, especially the um, button bands in the front are, are different. Um, in the first version, they were knitted um, together with the body, and in the second version, they're knit separately and in a different direction. I'm not quite sure which one I like better, um, but uh, the second one fits much better. So there were issues with the, f I don't know, with fit with the shoulders or something. Um, and uh, for the first one, I did um, short rows for the bust. And while that was a good idea, I did it in a way that made the neckline look funky. Um, and this time I didn't, no, I didn't add any short rows. I just um, knitted the sweater as, um, as it said in the pattern and it fit me pretty well haven't worn it in some time i think yeah, yeah i think my f my husband told me that he doesn't like the bright orange with the purple uh dress that i wear it with and i can totally see why he doesn't and so i have stopped uh, wearing the two things together and now i need something to wear with a braid hills cardigan i think i have to sew again then um I made slippers from Hanspan Corydale that was leftover yarn from the Vine Yokes cardigan that I made a few years ago. And I don't know, I had this sudden impulse to make, um, uh, what are they called? Tiny something by Isolde Teague. It's a pattern in one of the Whimsical Knits books. And um, all of a sudden I had, I thought, I really want to make, um, no, what? Uh, slippers. Uh, yeah, the thing was, um, I had trouble with my hip, and uh, because um, I had run too much, too long, too hard, my hip was acting up, and in May, I found that I could barely walk because it was hurting so much, and then I found that if I wore um, barefoot shoes, uh, it wasn't hurting as much as if. Uh, 
I wore um, uh, as when I was wearing um, just regular shoes or like um, I usually have really, really cushioned uh, walking shoes and um, I, well, I have been wearing barefoot shoes for running for quite some time. I, um, all my other shoes were very cushioned at the heel, um, but then I found that if I wear shoes that aren't cushioned at all, uh, the hip doesn't uh, hurt as much. And so I wanted slippers that didn't have cushioning. And so I made them. And I wore them a lot and they're wearing thin already because the uh, yarn is really not um, not uh, spun tightly enough to... Um, to uh, use uh, for slippers but I'm thinking about making some more slippers and maybe putting something under the sole so that they don't wear through as fast and my hips much better now um, so I don't have to be as careful with which shoes I'm wearing then I made more socks, um, the vanilla burgundy socks I became completely infatuated with the uh, patterns of yeah and now I can't remember the designer, and this is really, really embarrassing. But she has this special heel. Annie Fletcher is the name of the designer. I actually had to look it up. Um, I found her through the Yarn Hollet, and I was completely uh, smitten as I sat with the heel construction. And um, I made her uh, vanilla socks and... Then uh, someone gave me one of her patterns and then I bought the rest of the uh, Black Album. I love the title. It's a pattern collection called uh, Black Album and it has four um, sock patterns in it and I have made three so far. Um, so I made ripped uh, socks from her pattern and then I made... Um, the care went uh, socks from her pattern and I don't think those are in my list here but I knitted them I'm sure and I made them for my husband and um, uh, and then I had like um, a ton of um, charcoal gray uh, sock yarn uh, that's uh, Regia Silk from uh, this uh, knitter and um, at first I thought there were uh, two balls of Regia silk and so I decided to make socks from it. Though um, since then another knitter that I met in a pub told me, you can't make socks from Regia silk, it's way too precious and they will, um, they, they will wear out really fast because silk's so... Um, fragile i have to say um no i don't think so because um from my experience i would say that silk's rather uh, hard wearing and um so uh i, might, I mean i'm even um i am we wearing hand spun merino silk socks so yes i can make um socks from regia regia silk and um the, but it later it turned out that she had actually a sweater quantity of this yarn, but I only got the rest a bit later. So now I'm uh, knitting uh, oodles of charcoal gray um, uh, socks. And that suits me fine because I can try all those uh, patterns in the uh, Black Album collection by Annie Fletcher. 
Um, so on my list here, I have uh, the vanilla burgundy and the ripped burgundy. And with the burgundy, mm, that's uh, a different story because I, I had got uh, gotten everything to dye um, yarn or fiber the year before, I think, but I never got around to it. And for my Tour de Fleece project uh, in 2016, I wanted to spin a sweater quantity of burgundy fiber. And in order to find out um, how to um, dye the shade of burgundy that I wanted, I uh, made tests and I took um, five skeins of um, sock yarn and dyed it different shades of burgundy. Um, some turned out more fuchsia and some turned out um, almost purple. But I uh, had one uh, shade that I really, really liked and that's a really nice burgundy and that will look great with my complexion. And so now I have the, uh, these five skeins of sock yarn in different shades of burgundy and fuchsia. And so I've been making a lot of uh, burgundy socks and especially with the Annie Fletcher patterns. Um, so there, uh, then I did the, the silk socks, that's the charcoal gray. Um, then um, I, yeah, I got a visitor from the United States uh, whom I had met through Ravelry and she stayed with us. Uh, it was uh, Lisa um, B and she stayed with us for uh, five days, I think, in August. And um, uh, the two of us went to the Wollmeiser shop and there I actually bought yarn for a sweater. And um, from that yarn I made a spinach gone crazy, uh, call it, that's a stripes gone crazy pattern. Um, and um, for that I got um, two skeins um, in a colorway called spinach and another one uh, in a colorway called bob. Um, um, the knitting went really, really fast and I really liked it. And the sweater is uh, finished and washed and I have already bought buttons. A uh, funny thing is I've, I think I finished the sweater in August. I bought the buttons in December I still haven't sewn them on. So um, you can. Uh, uh, there will be a lot of finished sweaters sometime in the future when I manage to sew all the buttons and zippers um, to onto the sweaters. So then I made a Lintilla uh, shawl again. That's a Martina Beam pattern, and um, the yarn was something that I had in my stash for ages. It was. Um, uh, what's it called? It's a shop that doesn't um, exist anymore, I think. And I really, really loved her yarn. Um, and I can't remember the name right now. Um, and it was a really, really nice um, colorway called Primrose. And I tried making all sorts of things out of it, but um, it never really turned out well. And... Um, I pulled it out because I wanted to crochet something and I tried crocheting uh, the Walden shawl and it looked 
awful and I ripped it all back and then I made the lintel up. Mm. Then I made another pair of charcoal grey regia silk socks. Um, but uh, no, I don't didn't finish them. <laughs> uh, I'm not quite sure where I am because I haven't knitted on that project for a month, I think. But they're still in a bag and I will get back to them. And uh, I really like knitting them. But uh, with the charcoal grey, um, I have a bit of a problem. I mean, I'm not um, spring chicken anymore. So, um, yeah, I can't knit uh, charcoal grey socks with patterns at night. I can only knit on those in the mornings when I have really nice light. Um, and uh, uh, it's uh, a pattern where I have to concentrate and really look. And so, I don't know, I just uh, put them in that project bag and didn't knit on them for a few weeks. But um, that doesn't mean I don't like them. And then I uh, ripped back, um, not a cardigan this time, but a pair of knee socks that I had made years ago. And those knee socks don't fit me anymore as well. So I don't only use uh, lose, lost weight. Uh, I didn't only lose weight <laughs> uh, on my torso, but um, my legs got slimmer as well. And I really loved those socks. And so I'm re-knitting them. But it's slow going because I that toe up and I miscalculated how long I had to make the toe the first time as I always do when I knit toe up, which is one of the reasons why I don't like it. And um, I don't know, it was meant to be my mindless knitting project to take with me when I go out. But um, uh, then I didn't go out a lot. And then there was the point when where it wasn't really mindless because I wasn't sure how long to knit the toe. But I pulled them out again last week and found uh, the place where I am. Um, so I'm knitting the gusset right now. And, uh, yeah, I will get back to those uh, another time for sure. Then I made another cardigan. Um, I made the Armand cardigan by Andy Sutherland again. Um, I That was my National Knit to Sweater Month project, and I'll talk about that a bit more um, later. Um... That was one of the things that I knitted twice. Um, uh, it started with um, first I wanted to um, I wanted to spin for the cardigan. I decided on that sometime in October. I wanted to knit it during November, so I was in a bit of a hurry. Then I couldn't find my brown merino that I no. I wanted to make it from um, blue face Lester that I had spun green blue face Lester with glitter, but um, the cardigan calls for um, moisture weight yarn, and the yarn with the green with the glitter is like fingering weight, heavy fingering weight or so. So that didn't work. So I decided to spin some new yarn for the cardigan. Then I thought, oh, I can uh, use uh, the rest of the Ashford Merino uh, that I have, the, the brown. And then I 
couldn't find the, the rest, I think. No. Oh, no, I decided, okay, I wanted to make it from merino silk again, and then I ordered it, and then I thought it wouldn't be here in time, and so I ordered some more merino, and, and then uh, it was all pretty complicated. But in the end, I um, made it from the red merino silk, which means I still have a quantity of, a sweater quantity of uh, brown uh, merino fiber around somewhere which I totally forgot about. Um, and um, so uh, and I spun it, and then I knitted it, and then it turned out that uh, size S was too small. I mean, I had, I had been really, really meticulous. I had made a swatch, and I had washed the swatch, and then I knitted the sweater, and when I had... I had it completely finished... And then I tried it on and thought, well, mm, it will be, it will grow in the wash. And then I measured it and then I calculated how much it would grow because I had the swatch. Mm. I found that, oh no, this won't turn out big enough. So I ripped it all back and knitted it again all in November. Mm. Yeah. And then after that, I made another cardigan um i frogged the vanyo cardigan that i had made years ago because again it was too big and but i decided not to use the yarn for another vanyo cardigan because actually the yarn was a bit too bulky for that pattern and it had always um been a bit stiff and weird and so i thought i'd make another big leaf small leaves cardigan and i did and it's almost finished. I only have to um, wash it and block it and um, sew the buttons on. But I'm really, really hopeful that I will finish it next week or so because it's supposed to be really cold next week. And um, right now I have only two sweaters to wear when it's really, really cold. And um, so I should finish that one. So I have one more to wear. And only one more project, and then we're through with the knitting. Um, I saw the slipstream pattern on Instagram. Amy Singer, um, the editor of Knitty, posted uh, a project. And I thought, I need these socks. And I had one more skein of the hand-dyed yarn, the one that I dyed myself, um, left. And I thought, okay, I'll do this. And on New Year's Eve, actually, I sat in front of TV all night and I started knitting these socks. And um, I'm currently um, at the heel of the second sock, so they're coming along really nicely. So I spun a lot, um, but I didn't finish a lot, I think. Um, there was the red cotton I don't know how many years I've been spinning on that. Um, and I did spin a little, but it's still way not finished. I don't know how long this will take me. And uh, then there's another never-ending spinning project in, um, uh, uh, in, in fall of uh, 2015. I started spinning green merino silk on my Bosworth Mini. No, on the featherweight, I think. Yeah, on the featherweight. For Sokyan, I want to make a cable uh, a cabled yarn 
that has um uh it's it's not like uh spin the first thread clockwise and then two together counterclockwise and then four together clockwise but it has um spin the first one clockwise spin the two together clockwise and then counterclockwise because um Abby Frankemont uh, told me that that would make a smoother yarn um and so I'm I'm really um curious about that but um I don't know I take it with me at times but I've never sat down and really worked on it for long stretches of time so I think I've I still have uh, a quarter or left to spin it's a hundred gram a uh, hundred grams of fiber and so I would still need to spin 25 grams and apply uh, it all and yeah um but I spun the green blue face Lester with a glitter. Um, I finished that. I'm not quite sure about that yarn because of the glitter. Um, I don't really know what to what to make from it. Um, and I don't know. It's the, I think it's the first time that I have hand spun that I'm not quite sure about, or maybe almost the first time. But there will be a project someday, I'm sure. Um, then I spun um, red and black blue-faced Lester with silk for that pie shawl that I told you about earlier. And I'm still in the process of spinning the second half of it. Um, I'm also still in the process of carding it. I just I had to learn how to card fiber for this, which I think it's a pretty good skill to have but um it's not like i'm enjoying it massively it's just uh, yeah i'm spinning it i'm carding it and um i'm i'm spinning it pretty fine because i need a lace weight um yarn for that shawl and like yesterday evening i was spinning it in front of tv and i lost the end twice and the second time i couldn't I couldn't find it again and so I just <laughs> ripped a strand loose and started there with the new um, thread which is completely silly because I will get in so much trouble later when plying. I'm actually thinking maybe I should make a plying ball for this because this isn't the first time I've done this. Um, Though I have to say, I did the exact same thing when I was spinning the green Blueface Luster with a glitter. And then I was plying and I was thinking, oh God, I'm, I'll be in so much trouble because um, I just put the end somewhere. Uh, but it turned out completely okay. And I have no idea where... Um, so nothing happened. I j just plied. Um, very, very strange. So I'm working on that. I'm not loving it. And I'm really, really looking forward to being able to start a new project. But I also really want to finish the spy shawl. Um, though I have to say I'm a bit, I don't know, in two minds about this shawl. Because I like knitting it. But it will be pretty big. And I'm not quite sure about the color next to my face. And then I'm also not quite sure about how to wear a big 
circular shawl and it will look like kind of tablecloth and yeah so we'll see how that goes but i won't give up i'll finish it and then if i don't like it i'll make something else from the yarn but i'll finish it first um so then i spun brown ashford merino i actually spun brown ashford merino for two things i spun um the first um, batch for that um, Mary Mead cardigan that I knitted in, during the summer. And that went really fast. And then I spun just a sample for the Armand cardigan. But then uh, in the end, I um, decided to make the cardigan in the red merino silk. So I just have the sample uh, skein and nothing else. Um, then I spun uh, my hand-dyed burgundy merino on the Bosworth mini. Was that the mini? or I think that was the mini. And I spun about 150 grams. And that was a nightmare. And I'll tell you all about that when I talk about the Tour de Fleece. Um, then to... Um, I really wanted something new. So I I just uh, started spinning Targi um, that's uh, dyed by Eterische Öle on my IST Crafts um, Turkish spindle. And I bought the Targi on a um, yarn festival and in the fall of 2015. And um, that has been my carry around in my purse uh, project. Um, so there isn't much going on with that. I spin a bit uh, when I'm out um, and then I don't work on it for months. So this will take ages. Um, what else? I spun the uh, red and white merino silk uh, on the Victoria, actually, for the amount cardigan. Uh, yeah. And then on my list, I have the uh, red and black BFL and silk again. So <laughs> uh, I think I'll just delete that because we just need this once. Then I crocheted. Uh, as I said, I had the uh, really strong impulse to um, crochet something. Uh, I don't know, around July or so. And I found the Walden pattern. That's a, a shawl. And um, I tried making that from that um, yarn that I made the lentilla from. But that looked horrible, uh, like splotchy, um, weird. Um, and so I looked through my stash for yarn that was suitable for that pattern. And I found some alpaca that I had spun I think in 2010 or so and the colors are really really nice and uh, the alpaca is really really soft and I spun the uh, no I spun I crocheted the uh, shawl and I really love it but it's scratchy I don't think I can wear it um so I'm in two minds about it um I haven't spun it really well um that was a time when i wasn't uh, i hadn't been spinning for a long time that was my first alpaca and i should have spun it softer but i didn't know how 
So, yeah. The the shawl looks really nice, um, but um, we'll see if I wear it. Then I made another crochet um, shawl. It's called a Bolt. It's a, a pattern out of the crochet... Uh, interweave crochet magazine from 2014 yeah because i um uh, i read the magazine while i was in hospital <coughs> that's why i know when uh, the magazine came out and uh that shawl was uh, one of the first things that i saw in that magazine I thought oh i really want to make that and then I had um, all these skeins of burgundy and purple and fuchsia yarn and I uh, took two that went really well together and made the shawl. I didn't quite have enough yarn, so I left um, off the last two or three rows, I think. And I finally managed to weave the ends in in August. And it's uh, it's currently on the pile of things that need to be blocked. Yeah. Then I really wanted to crochet some more, and I started a um, crochet afghan uh, from uh, some of the yarn that I had been given. Uh, there was a sweater quantity of really, really super bulky yarn, in uh, really colorful. And I uh, made a really small lap blanket out of that. And my son liked it, so he took it. It's 50% um, acrylic, so he's not bothered by it. And, and he's not wearing it uh, next to his skin, of course, since it's a lap blanket. And then I ripped back yet another cardigan, um, this uh, time a crochet one. The Jehane, um, I really loved that cardigan, but it had become way too big for me. So I ripped it back and uh, crocheted it again. Um, as usual, I had to crochet it twice, but I have learned some things. So I didn't crochet the whole cardigan before trying it on. I only uh, crocheted the body, tried it on, found it was too small. Um, then I washed it to see how much it would grow after washing and found uh, not enough. And so I had to rip it back. And now I have finished crocheting it the second, no, third time, whatever. Um, and I still have to weave in the ends. I really dislike weaving in ends and I dislike it much more with crochet because I never quite know how. To weave the ends in so they don't stick out but um, near the end of uh, crocheting the cardigan I realized that I can hide ends by crocheting over them so that would have made things much easier. The one thing that I did do that um, makes um, dealing with the end much easier on this one is that I have used Russian joints to join the uh, different balls so that mm, that leaves you with uh, like one or two stitches that are um, thicker than the rest but most of the time that's not too um, too bad so you don't really see it most of the time I'm not spinning that 
a regular a yarn that you could spot those um, uh, points in the in the cardigan. So um, still, I need to weave in the rest of the ends and wash it and block it and so on buttons. And if I do, sometime in the future, I will have yet another really heavy and nice um, cardigan to wear when it's cold, which it is at the moment. And um, the uh, Jehanne cardigan, it's it's rather playful with the um, hood and the granny triangles. Uh, and my students always love it uh, because um, it has this um, tassel. It's not a tassel in the back. It's just a crochet. It's really fun. And I like it uh, lots. Mm. I really should finish it. So then I sewed a few things as well. Yeah, we are running up to uh, an hour. I think I'll do uh, two, uh, a, a, an episode in two parts. Mm. So I sewed. Um, I made uh, the swing dress. Um, that's a pattern by Cecilia Hanselmann. I really love these ones. Um, I made one in purple with long sleeves. And then I ordered myself... Uh, uh, orange uh, fabric with red dots and it's so great and it looks like it's uh, appropriate for a kindergartner and I love it and with the uh, orange uh, fabric I had a problem when cutting out the parts and I did something wrong so I could only make it with short sleeves I had wanted uh, long ones but in the end that turned out to be a blessing because that was the only thing that fit me uh, in the summer and I wore it constantly um, the uh, swing dress is made from uh, knit fabric and that was the first time ever that I have sewn with knit fabric um, and I was a bit scared at first but her um, she, she, um, the pattern and the explanations and the tutorials are so great that I think everybody can do it. And she shows you how to um, uh, knit, uh, sew that uh, jersey fabric on your regular sewing machine. So you don't need, uh, what do you call it? I want to say overlocker, but I think that's the German word. You know, one of those special machines for... Uh, knitted fabric um, so um, with that I started making leggings <laughs> because now I knew how to sew with knit fabric um, I used the um, tutorial by Cal Patch it's on Etsy somewhere and if, if you if you google Cal Patch leggings tutorial you'll find it and it tells you how to make a pattern using your own measurements and that's so great. These are the best fitting leggings that I've ever had. Um, I've made three pairs so far and I cut out three more that I haven't finished yet because um, I ran into a bit of a sewist block um, at one point. But uh, the, the pairs that I have made, I'm wearing them constantly. They're really comfortable. They uh, It's so great. I love it. Um, so I made um, burgundy leggings. I made um, ones that are orange and raw uh, red uh, stripes. Uh, 
And they go really well with the orange and red dress. Um, and then I made uh, purple, of course, purple leggings to go with a purple uh, dress. And then I made another uh, dress from knit fabric. That's the Martha dress. Um, that's uh, really comfy. Um, and I wore it a lot when it wasn't so cold because I don't really have anything to wear over it. So it's um, like t-shirt um, fabric and I wear it with leggings and everything's fine. But I would want to have a cardigan that's um, like knee length or so to wear with it. And I don't have one. So I only wear it when it's not super hot, but pretty warm but really a really nice pattern again uh great tutorial um and uh yeah i made that then i found the alabama studio i went uh, yeah uh on revelry justy showed us the top that she had made from one of the alabama studio uh books and i thought oh i want to make that ordered the book um, and started sewing the top. Um, I then um, ran into a stumbling block because I had to um, iron the, um, what's it called? I had to iron strips of fabric. And I haven't been able to make myself iron the fabric and that is the one and only reason why my top hasn't been finished yet. <laughs> um, I really liked um, sewing it by the hand and it went um, faster than I had thought. And I'll talk about that later as well. Um, yeah, and then on my list I have yeah three pairs of leggings uh, that I have cut out and I started sewing them but they are not finished yet. I really should get back th to those. I think they are only need um the elastic in the waistband and then they'll be finished and then i'll have more leggings to wear when i go out jogging uh, right now i'm looking a bit ridiculous when i go out jogging because i'm wearing a winter um, jacket that's three sizes too big and it's uh, brown and beige with a pretty weird pattern and then with that I'm wearing uh, purple leggings and grey leg warmers and orange barefoot shoes. It's like ice airing. Um, yeah, but I really need to, to get back to the sewing of those um, leggings. Then I did some embroidery. Um, um, I finished the drop cloth sampler with the knotted stitches and I started the one with the filling stitches but I think it has been eight months or so since I worked on embroidery. I don't quite know why. I think I just um, t took the, um, the bag with the embroidery stuff and put it on a pile in the bedroom because... Um, we uh, were having guests and it has just sat on the pile since then. So it's not that I don't want to um, do more embroidery. I just haven't. 
I don't know why. Same with the weaving. Um, I still have uh, a warp on the uh, rigid heddle loom with um, waffle weave towels. I don't think I've worked on those since, I don't know, autumn 2015 or maybe summer. I really want to get back to those. And then on my um, tablet loom, I had a, a band that, I don't know, it was full of mistakes and I wasn't getting the hang of it. And so I just, uh, it sat there. And But a few weeks ago, I just decided to um, get it off. It was almost finished anyway and it wouldn't be getting any better. And so I um, put a new warp on with the same pattern because I was determined to get this right uh, the second time. And I actually um, did. I, uh, well, I started weaving it and then I realized the mistake that I had made the first time. Um, the band is from the book um, Apple Seas and Fox Noses. Um, and I can't remember the name, I'm sorry, but um, it's a little more complicated. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm, I'm really getting the hang of it and it's looking great. And I wove for, I don't know, one and a half afternoons or so and told myself, oh, I really have to get back to that. And so far I haven't. Um, so that's one of my things for this year. I really want to make time for the things that are important to me. And I don't want to be one of those people who say, oh, I really would like to do embroidery, but I never have the time. Oh, which is complete bullshit. If I can uh, knit like seven sweaters and I don't know, 10 pairs of socks in a year, I can also work on embroidery um, because I don't really need a 10 pairs of socks. And um, if I just uh, knit five and then do a bit more sewing or weaving, that would be fine. Um, my problem isn't really the time. My problem is more that um, knitting fits into my daily routine. I... Um, I knit every morning after breakfast, I read and knit, and then later my husband um, gets up and has breakfast, and while he's having breakfast, I sit there and knit. And it's, of course, much easier to uh, talk to someone who knits um, than talk to someone who weaves uh, or sews. Um, and he doesn't like it when I... Uh, weave uh, while he's in the room because he he doesn't like the sound that the um that you make when you um uh, yeah it makes sounds he doesn't like it um and uh, so i have to fit that in elsewhere and um i'm usually pretty beat mm, uh, when after dinner i'm good for nothing but I found the last few days that if I um, do something anyway at that time, then I'm pretty happy and I get my energy back. So I did that for a short time last year, um, I think in spring. Yeah, that was when I was sewing a little more because I just had decided that I really, really wanted to uh, sew more and make myself more uh, clothes 
because I still need more clothes and um and I like sewing and so I should make a space for it in my life and so um I started um sorry I started uh doing the dishes right after um lunch and then I would teach usually and then I would I don't know do strength training or um and then have dinner and then I would do the dishes right away after dinner. And since I had done the lunch dishes right away after lunch, there w there aren't that many dishes after um, dinner because dinner is usually sandwiches for us. We eat our biggest meal for lunch. And so afterwards I could um, have a clean kitchen and then pull out my sewing stuff because I need I use the kitchen table when I'm sewing. And I have to uh, get all the uh, the machine and the ironing board and everything from the bedroom. But I did time it years ago and it takes less than four minutes to set it all up. And often when I'm really disciplined, I will like tell myself, okay, today I'll just iron these seams or... Um, so I'll just get out the ironing board and then I'll iron everything and pin it together or something like that. And then I say, okay, tonight I will just seam these three things and just pull out the sewing machine, sew three seams, then pack it all away. Next uh, day I will iron everything and pin. And so I'll just do it in very small steps and I found that to be really effective. I'm a very slow sewist because I don't do it much. and um, But um, I found that when I made use of like 30 minutes here or there, I could um, really accomplish a lot. And I'll, I'd like to get back to that and um, use um, like these um, small amounts of time like uh, between dinner and uh, the time that I need to go to bed uh, or something for uh, sewing or weaving or maybe embroidery, something that I need to concentrate on that I can't do while watching TV, but that's still uh, something I want to um, do. So yeah, I'm really excited. Um, and I hope that I will be able to force myself to do something at a point of the day where I usually feel like I can't even look straight. Um, but um, when I force myself, I usually feel better afterwards. And I still can go um, to sleep easily because um, sewing or weaving is not something that keeps you awake all right. Um, so, and now we're coming to the point where I'm talking about everything I talked about in the last nine episodes and I'll make a cut here and uh, do that part as a separate part. So see you.